Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, publisher, bleedtechblue.com, coming to you. Podcast-only edition this week. Uh, it's Wednesday night. Of course, Bleed Tech Blue Radio was off this week due to Lady Texture Basketball, Brookstore Lady Textures. Uh, getting into the meet, the middle part of their non-conference schedule, of course, uh, you know, just to touch a little bit on, on men and women's hoops before we dive into all things Louisiana Tech football. Uh, I mentioned that the Lady Texters knocked us off the air on Tuesday night. They were busy taking care of Loyola of New Orleans, 71-52. Of course, last Tuesday night we previewed a little bit of their matchup with Wichita State Wednesday night. Lady Texters fell in that game at home, 88-80, to before falling in Oxford to Ole Miss Saturday afternoon, 76-53. Uh, like I mentioned, Lady Texters now 3-2 and two overall. Uh, will travel to Arkansas Little Rock Monday night. Real quick at the Dunkin' Dogs. Uh, last time we spoke, uh, they were busy taking care of business against Mississippi Valley State in a 76-43 win. They followed that up Friday night with an 82-61 home win over North Alabama. And then they, of course, they fell Monday night in Bloomington. Uh, Really thought they gave a good effort. It it wasn't the best uh, defensive performance, especially in the first half with Indiana scoring 52 points. But Tech was able to battle back, uh, get the game within eight points before falling 88-75 to the Hoosiers. I know Amari Archibald uh, shot the ball extremely well for the Bulldogs in that game, pouring in a career-high 24 points. Duncan Dogs will be back in action. Saturday night, 8 p.m. against Samford. Why, why 8 p.m.? Well, uh, when the when the Bulldogs are playing at 2:30 p.m. on the gridiron, you know they, they kind of back it up a little bit. And Eric Conkle's squad, like I said, will host Samford at four and two overall. So la- last time we were on the air, of course, uh, we got we were discussing Louisiana Tech's 31 to 10 victory over Marshall. We knew. Uh, that Aaron Allen would make his second career start at UAB, uh, a UAB team that was looking to get itself back into the Conference USA West Division race. And they did just that. They, they take care of business. They knock off the Bulldogs 20-14. to 14. And you look at some of the game stats uh, in the loss for Tech, you know, only 270 total yards of offense to UAB's 353 uh, I didn't think Aaron Allen played particularly bad uh, in the game, but he, he also, uh, you know, he finished 16 of 34. I know he throws two touchdowns, 173 yards, but you look at the under 50% completion rate, and ultimately when, you, when you're trying to overcome such a quality defense that UAB has, a top 10 defense nationally, uh, Louisiana Tech was unable to muster up more than 14 points uh, I know I mentioned that UAB had 353 yards. They actually uh, went with the d- redshirt freshman Dylan Hopkins, gets the start at quarterback. He goes 11 of 21, uh, throws one interception, through for 185 yards. But uh, I think the big thing in this game coming in, we, kn- we knew it would be a defensive battle between two good teams, two programs. Like I mentioned, UAB was trying to get back into the conference race. Uh, Tech was leading the West Division at this point, controlled their own destiny, and the game played out like many of us expected. You know, Tech hit the the deep ball to Isaiah Graham right there in the middle part of the second quarter with 9.15 remaining until the half to go up 7-3, to three. and 
you know, immediately following that UAB hits the deep ball to Watkins. They quickly go down the field uh, and score on a 14-yard TD throw uh, to Garrett Prince. You know, a one-minute and 35-minute drive. What? Oh, excuse me, two minutes and 21 seconds uh, was the length of that drive, and it kind of, you know, it really took the momentum from Tech's favor and put it back in UAB's hands extremely quickly. And then, like I said, UAB gets another field goal before the half. They tack on another touchdown in the third quarter to go, to go up 20-7. to seven. And ultimately, uh, it was just too much for the Bulldogs to overcome. I know Allen had the late or the TD throw in the middle of that fourth quarter to Smoke Harris from five yards out to get Tech within six. Tech had uh, multiple drives. I believe they had two more drives in the game to have an opportunity to go up. Uh, obviously, the, the one big play that sticks out is Israel Tucker wide open in the middle of the field for what would have been uh, an 80-plus yard touchdown. Allen makes a great throw, st- really stood in the face of pressure, took a big shot uh, from one of the UAB linebackers and made a beautiful throw, and ultimately Israel Tucker was unable <clears throat> to come down with that football. And, you know, like we talked about last week with Marshall, if you don't do – the little things well throughout a game, you're ultimately going to come up short against a quality opponent, especially when you're starting a redshirt freshman. We can look back at a numerous different things in this game. You know, you can go back to the fourth and one call uh, that Holtz had uh, coming out of the or at the first drive of the second half. You, you could take the three points, or you could go for it on fourth down. Tech chose to go for it on fourth down. You know, they give. UAB a look they haven't seen. They have give the unbalanced line to the left. Dwight Stallworth, Drew Kirkpatrick do a nice job banging the D-tackle Marino. Uh, they had a nice block. Stallworth has one-on-one with the linebacker, and the linebacker won the battle and was able to get Israel Tucker down in the backfield, but I don't think it was a lack of scheme. I think you know most of the time you would take Dwight Stallworth one-on-one at the line of scrimmage with the linebacker, but uh, like I said, the bottom line is Tech didn't execute, and that's just uh, one of a number of different plays in this game uh, that could made a difference in the Bulldogs' favor to earn a victory. So, so where are we now? What, what do things look like uh, for Louisiana Tech with one game remaining uh, in the regular season? You know, the Bulldogs are now eight and three overall. Uh, they're five and two in conference USA play. UAB's five and two, eight and three overall. As is Southern Miss at seven and four and five and two overall. So how do things work with all the different sorts of tiebreakers? Well, first, let's say this: Louisiana Tech did knock off Southern Miss uh, earlier this year. Southern Miss beat UAB, and UAB beat Louisiana Tech. So uh, it's kind of a triangle there when you look at the head-to-head matchups. So. Earlier in the week, I believe it was Sunday, Conference USA comes out. They say the three-team tiebreaker, if that is how it's decided, will go to the team that has been furthest removed from playing in the conference championship. A lot of people, myself included, why do you reward a program that has not been as successful in recent years? Well, that was only the case for about 24 hours before Conference USA athletic directors get together. They decide, hey, this is, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We need to get some of these things changed. They make some changes to the three-team tiebreaker. It will now go uh, to a computer system like the old BCS system uh, that we saw seven or eight year, years ago before the four-team playoff. And 
you know, right now, if you look at that three-team tiebreaker, uh, Louisiana Tech holds the advantage, but Southern Miss travels to FAU this weekend, a team that's viewed in a, in a very positive light by the computers. And so, you know, if Southern Miss does win, uh, it'll certainly be interesting to see how things shake out. Of course, UAB travels to North Texas. It's a North Texas team that Looks like they folded their tent and packed up and are starting to prepare for 2020, but hopefully uh, they got one more run in on left on senior day in Denton. Uh, of course, with a North Texas win over UAB, a Louisiana Tech win at home against UTSA, the Bulldogs would be the West Division champion getting set to travel to either Florida Atlantic or Marshall for the Conference USA Championship game next weekend. So, you know, looking ahead to this week, uh, like I mentioned, the Bulldogs are eight and three overall, five and two in conference USA play. Uh, looking to go six and zero at home for the first time since 1973, which would certainly uh, be, you know, a tr- I don't know if I would call it an honor, but certainly a nice accomplishment uh, after some of the home struggles that we've seen here in the past couple of years. And, and you know, Coach Holtz has talked about. Uh, throughout the season the importance of protecting your home turf and the Bulldogs will get one more opportunity come Saturday afternoon kickoff set for 2 30 p.m. I believe you can view the game on ESPN plus as well you you know you look back at the last couple weeks Jamar Smith Adrian Hardy uh, obviously James Jackson was missing the Marshall game as well those all three of those guys are expected to play uh, Coach Holtz, one thing that he said throughout the week, is the best players are going to play. So I certainly expect that Jamar will make his 37th career start. Of course, it's senior day. Uh, it'll be his final start at home. Uh, you, and you look at how he's performed to this point in the season. Uh, certainly played some really uh, high-quality football, completing 65% of his throws, thrown for over 275 yards a game, 14 touchdowns to only four interceptions. Uh, also has another 226 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. So uh, he, he's saved his best for last uh, when it comes to the final year of his career. And listen, you, you can look at it one or two ways. Do you want him on the field? Do you not want him on the field? Uh, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, uh, he served his suspension along with Hardy and along with Jackson, and he welcomed those guys back, and hopefully uh, they can get this Bulldog train back on the right track and, and playing uh, up to their standards that we became so used to seeing in the first nine weeks of the season when Louisiana Tech got off to an 8-1 and one start. So looking uh, at, this Louisiana, or at this UTSA team, uh, Frank Wilson, obviously the head coach at UTSA, 19-28, and 28. Uh, during his tenure in San Antonio, the Roadrunners are just four and eight uh, here in 2019. Dropped a 40 to 26 decision at home uh, to Florida Atlantic last week, officially knocking themselves uh, from bowl contention. And the Bulldogs own a six and one uh, edge in this series all time. I believe they're four and zero in Ruston. Uh, I think when you look at the last three or four matchups, the Bulldogs have outscored them 114 to 44. Uh, so recently in this series, you know, it hasn't been particularly close. But one thing uh, about Frank Wilson's team is they're going to be extremely physical, uh, especially at the point of attack. 
and they're going to really force you to beat them uh, you know, up front if you're going to be able to have some success. Looking at some of their numbers, uh, scoring offense, 19.7 points per game. That's good for 117th in the country. Uh, total offense, 339 yards, 110th in the country. Uh, you look at some of their defensive statistics, allowing 33 points per game. That's 108th nationally. Uh, but but really only giving up 339 or 300, no, 410. 22 yards this is a mistake on the stats that I have that's 110th nationally uh, which certainly isn't good as well they've only you know forced their opponents into 15 turnovers uh, which not good not bad but you know something to watch for especially with Jamar coming in his first game back uh, they're averaging eight tackles for loss a game which is uh, 14th in the country so they're going to try to create some havoc I mentioned that they're really good up front and that's what they're going to try to do, force you into some uh, bad plays offensively, force you uh, to do some things behind the sticks and kind of beat them down the field in the passing game. And we'll see if Louisiana Tech is able to have some success uh, in that area of the game on Saturday. Taking a look, quick look at their depth chart, uh, Coach Holtz mentioned on, I believe it was Tuesday during the press conference, that you know some differences in this UTSA team versus past UTSA team says this team is much younger well that, that's the one big thing uh, that sticks out for their offense uh, they got you know eight sophomores and freshmen that are starting there's only two seniors that start one junior and the rest are freshmen and sophomores the quarterback Lowell Narcisse uh, 6'3 230 pounds He's a sophomore, started his career at LSU uh, before going to a JUCO. And then behind him is JoJo Weeks. Uh, Weeks actually came in the game last week against Florida Atlantic and played pretty well at the quarterback position. He's just a redshirt freshman. So uh, I would expect we can see both guys. Uh, Wilson said in his press conference that he expects Narcisse to start. You look at some of Narcisse's numbers on the year. Uh, completing just 53% of his throws for over 1,200 yards in 11 games, eight touchdowns, five interceptions. Been a big threat with his legs. He's the second-leading rusher on the team uh, with 492 yards, four touchdowns, averaging around 45 yards per game. Uh, look at JoJo Weeks in minimal action this year. He's only played in two games. Uh, has completed 55% of his throws for 171 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He, he's a guy – uh, not not really going to beat you too much with his legs. He's more of a pocket passer at uh, 6'4", 225. If I'm not mistaken, I believe he might have seen a little bit of action in Tech's 31-3 victory at UT, at, in San Antonio a season ago. Looking at the tailback position, Sincere McCormick, uh, true freshman, 5'9", 200 pounds, uh, just 136 yards away from 1,000 as a freshman. Uh, he's got 864 on the year, eight touchdowns. Uh, not not a big threat out of the backfield. Has caught 20 passes, uh, but not a guy that's really going to turn on the afterburners and take it the distance. Uh, behind McCormick at running back is Brendan Brady, a guy who's got 59 carries, averaging four yards per carry. You know, like I mentioned, McCormick's a true freshman. Uh, Zachary Franklin's a true freshman. He's the second leading receiver uh, with 33 catches for 430 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, just when you look at this depth chart, there's just freshmen littered uh, throughout the roster. But you look at the tackles up front, both the left tackle and the right tackle, Trevion Shannon and Josh Dunlap are seniors. 
Uh, they go 6'5", 315. Shannon's made 23 straight tackles at left tackle. Dunlap was a preseason all-conference pick at 6'7", 315 pounds, has made 29 career starts. So they got some experience up front. You know, they're younger. I mentioned three sophomores start up front, but the, the fewest starts that those guys have made has been the center of Maka, and he started all 11 games this year. So it'll be interesting to see if UTSA can have any sort of success against the Bulldogs offensively, being so young, knowing that Narcisse doesn't throw the ball well. Uh, I think for Bob Diaco's defense, the key in this one will be can Tech keep Narcisse in the pocket? Can they force him to beat him from the pocket? And if he does get to the edge, can they avoid giving up the big play down the field and letting some of those receivers run free? Shifting to the defensive side of the ball, uh, not quite as young in the 4-2-5 scheme that they like to run. There's only four freshmen and sophomores on that side. One name that really sticks out is this freshman corner. Jamal Jamal Sam, you know, 21 total tackles, two forced fumbles. Uh, he'll be making just his second career start this weekend uh, against Louisiana Tech. So the Bulldogs will need to make sure uh, that they potentially can take care uh, of some of the issues that you know they have in the secondary. I mentioned that they give up over 420 yards a game. Looking at the two or the two defensive end, Gerard Carter McClinn has three and a half sacks. Uh, eight tackles for loss. The other defensive end, Banks, has two sacks. So not real big pass rushing threats. Lorenzo Danzler, uh, former Louisiana Tech commit, has three and a half sacks as well to tie for the team lead. Uh, Jalen Haynes inside at nose tackle uh, leads the team with 12 and a half tackles for loss. At, at strong safety, you'll see Rashad Wisdom, uh, another true freshman, uh, has made all 11 starts this year, five and a half tackles for loss in a pick six. So, like I mentioned, they're young throughout the roster. Uh, Frank Wilson has really tried to reboot his team after a rough couple of years in San Antonio, trying to get some things figured out. And like I said, they're four and seven this year, uh, but they've been in competitive in some games. I thought they competed well uh, a couple of weeks ago at home against Southern Miss. I know the scoreboard doesn't necessarily reflect that with a 34-17 loss, but they're going to give uh, Tech their best effort and try to play Spooler and knock Louisiana Tech out of this West Division race. And it's going to be difficult for the Bulldogs to figure out a way to get their sixth home win. You look at the Bulldogs coming in this game from a health standpoint, uh, you know, there's not really any major injuries to report. Obviously, Byron Rossell uh, was hurt a couple of weeks ago against Marshall. I doubt he'll play. Uh, I have to imagine that Jaquise Dancy will be out as well. We saw Jawite Stallworth uh, returned at right tackle in a reserve role last week uh, in which Anton Lewis got the start, but I would expect Stallworth starts uh, come Saturday afternoon. Uh, C.J. Powell, uh, like a returns in the slot, he, he's been a little bit limited. I know he's got in there some uh, against both Marshall and UAB, but I would expect that he'll get the start on Saturday for Smoke Harris. And if he doesn't start, he, he's going to see uh, many more snaps than he's seen uh, the last couple of weeks. And then looking at the defense, uh, there's really no injuries to report. Uh, you know, the Tech's been healthy throughout the year. I think they've only started 12 or 13 different guys uh, defensively. When you look at Kadarian Mason, Courtney Wallace, Milton Williams, James Jackson, Ezekiel Barnett, Willie Baker, Colin Scott, 
Trey Baldwin, Connor Taylor, Michael Sam, B.J. Williamson, Daryl Lewis, Legereus Sneed, and Amik Robertson. I mean, that's just, you know, 14 different guys have started defensively, so the Bulldogs have been extremely healthy on that side of the ball. And like we've talked about, Tech's going to need a fantastic performance both offensively and defensively uh, because you look at some of the computer rankings, if it does come down to a three-team tie, uh, some of these computers value uh, your winning margin. So I, I wouldn't be uh, too surprised if Louisiana Tech uh, tries to you know, win by the largest margin that they possibly can. Of course, uh, we mentioned that there's 22 Bulldogs seniors uh, that will be playing their final home game. If you have a chance to come out on Saturday, I know – uh, that we we've watched these guys play over the last few years. When you know whether you talk about, and I'm not going to be able to name them all, but whether it's Drew Kirkpatrick, Ethan Reed, a guy that's made 51 straight starts at right guard, or Jawite Stallworth, uh, Malik Stanley, the grad transfer from South Alabama, uh, Bobby Holly, a kid out just up the road in Farmville. Uh, you know, Javante Woodard out of Halton, Jamar Smith out of Meridian, Kadarian Mason out of Macomb, Mississippi, Courtney Wallace out of Neville High School in Monroe, you know, James Jackson out of Haynesville, Connor Taylor uh, came to Louisiana Tech from Snow College in Utah, Colin Scott out of Houston, Texas, Daryl Lewis, uh, a former walk-on out of New Orleans that's uh, had a really solid career, Legeria Sneed, out of Minden, Michael Sam, you know, Bailey Hale, the list goes on and on. Uh, there's just been so many different seniors that have poured uh, their heart and soul into this program. And like I said, they'll get one final opportunity uh, to suit up at home in front of their home fans and hopefully uh, win the 33rd game of their Bulldog career, which will certainly uh, rank right up there with some of the all-time senior classes. So it's certainly uh, shaping out to be a fun Saturday afternoon. I believe the Bulldogs are favored by just over 20 points. I know early uh, look at the forecast says an 80% chance of rain. Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully the rain's out of here by 2.30 p.m., but you just never know uh, what you get when it comes to Mother Nature. And, you know, the most important thing is Louisiana Tech goes out Saturday afternoon, takes care of business, uh, finishes the regular season at 9-3 and three overall, 6-2 and two in conference play. Uh, if Louisiana Tech can get to nine regular season wins, that would be the most regular season wins uh, that they've had under head coach Skip Holt. So real quick, we'll take a look back uh, last week at some scores in Conference USA. We'll talk about some games upcoming this weekend, and then we'll get out of here. Last weekend, Marlott, Marshall travels to Charlotte, uh, falls 24-13. Of course, Louisiana Tech falls to UAB 20-14. Rice knocks off North Texas to improve to 2-9. and nine. That score was 20-14 as well. Western Kentucky goes into Hattiesburg, defeats Southern Miss 28-10. Middle Tennessee knocks off Old Dominion 38-17. Old Dominion's now 0-7 in the league. 1-10 overall. Florida Atlantic, like I mentioned, beats UTSA 40-26. to In non-conference action, New Mexico State beats UTEP 44-35. And then in perhaps uh, the shocker, maybe in all of college football last weekend, uh, at Marlins Park in Miami, FIU defeats the U. Yeah, that Miami 30-24. to Certainly a big win for Butch Davis's team. 
uh, as they move to 6-5 and five overall, and they'll look to keep it going and earn a bowl chance with a win this week at Marshall uh, to move to 7-5 and five overall. Marshall FAU, or FIU are set for an 11 a.m. kick on CBS Sports Network Saturday. Other action elsewhere this coming up Saturday, Charlotte at Old Dominion, Middle Tennessee at Western Kentucky, Rice at UTEP. Uh, I mentioned Southern Miss will travel down to Boca Raton for a 2.30 p.m. kickoff on NFL Network against FAU. UAB will travel to North Texas. Uh, that's set for a 3 p.m. kickoff on Stadium. And then, of course, Louisiana Tech will host Southern Miss at 2.30 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Coming up next week, the following week, December the 7th, will be the Ryan CUSA Championship game. Uh, looks like it's scheduled for a 12.30 p.m. Central Time kickoff on CBS Sports Network. So, you know, hopefully we covered it good for you tonight. Of course, we recapped the loss uh, to UAB a couple of weeks ago, went through all the different tiebreaker scenarios, what it will take uh, for Louisiana Tech to win the West Division, and gave a, a good look into the UAB or UTSA Roadrunners, excuse me, from San Antonio uh, that will come into Ruston at 4-7 and seven overall and just 3-4 and four in conference USA play. Certainly want to thank you for joining us tonight. Bleed Tech Blue Radio uh, podcast only this week with Lady Texter Basketball kicking us off the air Tuesday night. But we'll be back next Tuesday night ready to rock and roll, hopefully previewing Louisiana Tech and either FAU or Marshall in the Conference USA championship game next weekend. So for Ben Carlisle, publisher of BleedTechBlue.com, certainly want to appreciate you for joining us this week. We'll see you.